different issues today. We're going to catch up with our friends from Rutherford County Schools and the uh, Rutherford County School Board. Vice Chair Sheila Bratton is uh, in studio with us. And uh, last time we talked, you didn't have that little preface, Vice Chair. That is true. Congrats. Thank you very much. (laughs) How does it uh, feel to be Vice Chair? It's an honor. Mm -hmm. It it, it really is. It, It was a surprising honor, but... To be wingman for Miss Tiffany Johnson is exactly what I want to do. We have some exciting things that we're looking at, and I'm hoping that this female lead of the board can be something a little bit different. Yeah, well, for the first time ever. Yes, first time ever. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat, and uh, I know that you come in at such a tumultuous time but so i mean that's been your entire tenure on the school board i mean (laughs) what has it been just over a year now um this is my second year on the school board i i qualified before the pandemic so that i it never occurred to me not to do it because you know you go through a little bit to qualify it's not terrible you've got to get some signatures so forth and so on but I did qualify before we had this tragic event in our world, and so I really never, ever thought that we would still be doing this at this time. Yeah. I mean, this is, you've had to deal with COVID, I guess, just about your entire time. The entire time. I qualified, and then we closed the schools, remember, when the world shut down on March 13th, 2019. So I had just qualified to run. But I did think it was going to be over. Yeah. So there you go. It, it has definitely been uh, a, a roller coaster ride, and I would think just just by seeing um, most of the folks uh, on the school board and knowing quite a few of you, um, that your first priority is to make sure these kids get an education. Absolutely. We when we put in the mask requirement, my biggest thing in that motion was making sure children were safe, and making sure we kept them in school. So that is why my motion looked like it did. It had a caveat for making sure that children were safe, that we had a metric, that we had a timeline, and that we could do something about so many children being quarantined. So that's what we did. Well, let's talk about that. And and we we also have some some data to go by that, that shows us since the mask mandate was was implemented what that uh, kind of looks like now but i mean it was quite the week what three meetings long three meetings long meetings yes. discussions yes. and things of that nature so how did how did your uh proposal or your motion come about i'm sure that you had some of that worked out beforehand well that first meeting the one that was so very long I was listening to what people wanted to see. One of the things, and Ms. Johnson was definitely one of the ones that wanted this, was some kind of metric that we could look at for lifting a mass requirement and a timeline. It, we just didn't want it to be indefinite. Another thing that we wanted to look at was how do we get kids back in school because we were having to contact trace and quarantine so many that we were on the road to not having good education again so although we did real well last year we can talk about that in a minute um 
so those two things guided my thoughts as I formulated this motion. I also wanted to look at, from the recommendation of our nurse supervisor, Ms. Sarah Winters, she had put forth a recommendation about community positivity rate. So I put that in there as the metric, and the metric is a 10% community positivity rate for three weeks, and we would look at rescinding the mass mandate. Um, we have not reached that. Right. Right. And the other thing is what we looked at. We borrowed some language from the Tennessee Department of Health about quarantining. They had put forth a recommendation that was a little stiffer than the one we put in. Their recommendation involved quarantining and mask. Mask, they said mask could be worn if they were worn by both people, both the contact and the positive, then they didn't have to quarantine. We just said, if you have on a mask, you don't have to quarantine. Make it simple. So that's what we did, and it certainly has worked well. We've got a lot more children in school now. You know, someone mentioned about um, whether there had been a vaccination or not, and you know, I, I think that would be really hard because the most of the uh, school-age children that you work with are not really even eligible for a vaccine. That is correct. That was another thing that weighed heavily on our minds. We do know that 12 and up can get a vaccine, but what about our littles? Yeah. What, what do you do about those little kids? So um, we, we went ahead and we did this requirement all the way through the 12th grade more or less to see where it was going to lead us with these numbers, and the numbers have been so good. We feel very, very enthused about this. Sheila Bratton is joining us uh, from the Rutherford County School Board Vice Chair, and uh, we're just catching up on uh, what's going on in Rutherford County Schools. Uh, before we talk about the numbers, because I'm, I'm trying to build up to it, because, I okay. mean, it's such good news, uh, I think, that, that we're seeing from that. But, um, you know, the fact that we've we've had to go through this this tough time in the pandemic, it's been especially tough, I think, on school administrators, teachers, the support staff, um, just because of COVID positives within that group. And then you have a staffing shortage on top right. of already having a staffing shortage. That's exactly right. Um, all districts. Yeah are suffering from staffing shortages. That's staffing shortages for teachers, staffing shortages for administrators, staffing shortages for cafeteria workers, bus drivers, EAs. We are all experiencing this loss of qualified personnel. And it and I do think it's because of the pandemic. You know, I, I've heard some stories about some really remarkable things that, that are going on, you know, when there have been staffing shortages within the cafeteria. Some of the bus drivers would come in after their routes and help. I mean, That's it's, just, true. it's been amazing. The central office uh, instructional team, CTE team have gone and done cafeteria work for schools that didn't have ca their whole entire staff in the cafeteria was wiped out. So 
they loaded up and went and fed those children and i think that's pretty darn good yeah it's 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 been amazing to see everybody uh pitch in on that now we were seeing some schools shut down for a few days it wasn't a district-wide thing but a few days here and there and and then with the mask requirement we've seen those numbers go way down so tell us about that that's true we have had a almost a thousand less positivity cases since we put in the mask requirement that was in the d and j yesterday um our opt-out rate is really very good it's 11.9 percent at at this particular time before i did that uh, motion i called williamson county to, to get some data from them about how what they were seeing as far as opt-out rate, et cetera, and so forth. Their opt-out rate was at 23.5%, and I thought that was good. But we have done much better. Ours is um, lower, and I hope it stays that way, and I hope we continue to see this downward trend. So um, that's obviously helping to keep kids in schools and, and, and helping teachers. This I don't really want to get into mask and the, the debate on that, uh, but I do know that Williamson County, their, their school board's having to go through some, some legal things and, and all that kind of thing. Hopefully that's not anything we have to deal with here. We hope. Yeah, you just you That's never all know. you can do is hope. <laughs> but but you, when you were saying eleven percent, yes, eleven point nine percent opt out. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just round that up to twelve. Twelve. That's uh-huh. that's a twelve percent opt out rate. Um, <clears throat> you know, but there 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 are still ways to make sure even that that twelve percent are protected with distancing and all that kind of thing too. The problem with distancing in Rutherford County schools is there is no distancing (laughs) look at how overcrowded we are we stay behind on building schools because we cannot catch up it's one of those things in a growing community that we have had for years so even if we built a school a year we could not prevent overcrowding in certain places so distancing is not an easy thing for us to do we have to look at other ways to mitigate this virus uh, Sheila Bratton with us with the Rutherford County School Board. Uh, speaking of, of building, I was at Rockvale a few weeks ago for a ball game, and I saw all kinds of heavy equipment at the uh, the middle school and elementary school. There, there are lots of things going on to try to help alleviate some overcrowding situations at existing schools here, too. That is correct. Rockvale is one of our ever-growing communities. We have subdivisions going in with some some subdivisions going in with over 500 houses now if each one of those households just have two children think about that Uh, we are putting an annex onto rockville elementary which is going to mimic the annex we put at rock springs elementary a couple of years ago Um, beautiful annex and this is going to help with rockville elementary the middle school which was built when I actually was a, a middle school coordinator at the county is one that can have some additional classrooms put on the ends of the wings. So we are putting additional classrooms at Rockville Middle. 
And of course, we have Rockville High, which in two years has become very overcrowded. It's the largest school <clears throat> in the district, high school. It is. It? Mm-hmm. Smyrna High and Rockville sort of uh, go together, very close. Um, we have, unfortunately, but thank God we had them, had to move portables in in front of that brand new building. We will be doing rezoning this year, and it will no doubt be a massive rezoning to try to even out the schools that we have. We're going to have to do some shifting. We have we, we have no choice. Yeah. Isn't that we a can't. school board member's favorite thing, rezoning? <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> now masks are our favorite Oh, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Man. <clears throat> so, well, and, and so that, that means trying to uh, rezone some of those kids from Rockvale to other schools that maybe have a few more hundred spots. Just a few. There a few. are not a lot of spots anywhere. That's true. You know, we we continue to look for land. Finding land for a school is very difficult. There's not a lot of undeveloped land left in Rutherford County. So we have to find so many acres per school. And we like to build our school in clusters, as you know, an elementary, a middle, and a high, if it's possible. That's hard to find that much land ready and available for schools. So, yeah. So, um as as we look at down the road, I, I mean, you could probably build a high school, middle school, and an elementary school every year and still not keep up almost. We Yes. We would still be behind. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm from this town, and I was born in this town, as you well know, and um, my, my ancestors date back into the 1800s in this town. We did not see this kind of growth in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County until Nissan moved in. And the addition of a wonderful addition to this county, which has kept us afloat for many, many years, still created a kind of an industrial revolution in which you weren't really prepared road-wise, school-wise. We weren't prepared for what Nissan would do for this entire county. And I think we've probably been scrambling ever since trying to catch up. I did want to go back before our time gets away. Um, You know, as we talked about COVID and, and dealing with that, and last year obviously was just one of those one of those years but the district uh, got some really good news many of the schools uh, performed very very well and it turned out to be a great year we did an amazing job with what we went through last year the instructional department at rutherford county schools the central office the administrators and most of all our teachers stepped up made lemonade out of lemons and moved us to level five which is the highest level you can be district in the state of tennessee and we had nine reward schools which is a big deal we scored level five in every single tested subject in every single grade that's remarkable it's remarkable that is such a testament to our teachers who had to do things that you're not taught how to do this when you're at MTSU Teacher College. You're not, you're not taught how to be in front of a classroom 
and teaching both on Zoom and in front of a classroom. It's very, very difficult. And they came through like the true champs that they are. Sheila, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. It's been great. Thank you. Invite me back. Anytime, anytime. Sheila Bratton joining us with Rutherford County Schools here this morning, uh, school board vice chair. And if you missed any part of the program now, check WGNSRadio.com slash Rutherford Issues under the podcast section to listen back.